is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is The Art, Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. All right, Uncle Brad, we're back again for a really fun episode. I don't think people are going to know this one right away, but they're not going to forget it after this. Uncle Brad, what are we drinking? The hangover-inducing hurricane. And there's just no better way to put it. You know, you don't make a hurricane and say, hey, I'm going to have a little sipper and sit on the veranda and uh, drink my cocktail. This isn't a light sipper. Yeah, this is like someone's ordering a Long Island iced tea and saying, oh, I just like the taste. I mean, of course, the hurricane tastes good. The Long Island iced tea tastes good, but yeah, usually you got a purpose. And that purpose comes when you get to the bottom of the glass and how you feel, right? Right. Yeah, I will (laughs) say this one is fun to make if you have all the right ingredients. And Mm -hmm. they're not crazy ingredients either, but I do have to be honest, in this episode, Uncle Brad... Before this episode, I had never had a hurricane before. I'd be lying to you if I said I've had a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I haven't. If I'm in New Orleans, do I get one? Yeah, absolutely. Because this is what you do in New Orleans. You get a hurricane. Yeah. Well, and then I was going to say, so then why did we pick this cocktail? Well, there is a reason why we chose this cocktail. And Uncle Brad, I'm going to let you tell everybody why. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. We've been hitting New Orleans kind of hard. Unintentionally. I feel like this season. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a, I mean, they just, there's a lot coming out of there. Right. But we picked the hurricane because we've got Mardi Gras, right? Like that's, that's around the corner here. Like we were celebrating Mardi Gras, you know, Lent is about to begin. We've got Fat Tuesday, uh, you know, in Brazil, they're celebrating Carnival, which they're not drinking hurricanes down there, but in, in, in America and especially in Orleans, they're drinking hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the reason for the season. Yeah. Well, and that's what what people case. are drinking <laughs> where that's how they end up with the uh the beads at the end of the night is cuz they've probably had a couple of hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not drinking hurricanes that get you the beads, Jules. <laughs> I know. Something else. I oh, know. Okay, good. You know what? I know. Okay. Good. Yeah, and you know, hey, the, the nice thing is is I know that you haven't collected beads, so that's great. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. again, I we talked about this a, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I have yet to go to New Orleans as an adult. That has to change. It's fun. Yeah. yeah no. Listen, if you haven't been to New Orleans, the Crescent City, the Big Easy, it's a good time. Uh, food's great. The music is awesome. And of course, there's loads of fun to be had up and down Bourbon Street or not even on Bourbon Street. You can get off Bourbon Street in the French Quarter and just kind of hang out. There's all kinds of things to do. You don't have to Go drink a thousand hurricanes, which by the way, that would kill you. But if you're down there, I mean you definitely should need to go check out Pat O'Brien's. That's the that's the home of the hurricane. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. And you know, we talked about going down, you gotta get a Ramos Gin Fizz mm-hmm. at the Sazrak Bar at yeah. the Roosevelt Hotel or go to the carousel and get a, a Ramos Gin Fizz. And by God, if you're at the Roosevelt and you're in the Sazerac bar, I mean, you probably should order a Sazerac too, right? Yep. So maybe you want to book a room at the Roosevelt because maybe you're not going to walk out of there in one piece. Yeah. Close to home is always a good idea. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Uncle Brad, walk everyone through the hurricane. What do we need to buy? What are, what are we doing? 
All right. So it's a bit of an ingredients list here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, so hang with. We got to get our light rum mm-hmm. and we got to get our dark rum. Mm-hmm. I'm using Plantation's three-star light rum. Of course you are. You love that one. I, I really do. I really do. And uh, I do also love their dark rum. It's kind of made in a nice Jamaican style. So uh, Plantation three-star dark rum works great, but any any aged rum will do. And then uh, passion fruit, if you want to make your own passion fruit juice. But um, fair warning, passion fruit does not come into season until February. So, you know, they, they're probably just coming into season right now, but it's hard to find otherwise. Mm-hmm. So uh, passion fruit, if you're going to make your own juice, if you can find passion fruit juice and it's not full of all the things sure. you don't want in there. Yeah. You yeah, know, you, by the way, when you make passion fruit juice, you will put sugar in it um, because it's super tart. And then uh, you're going to want lemons and you're going to want limes and you're going to want some oranges. So what you're going to do is you're going to juice your lemon, you're going to juice your lime, the oranges for garnish. Cherries, of course, because that goes in the garnish too. Uh, you're going to want a 20 ounce, 20 ounce hurricane glass for this drink. 20 ounces. And then you're going to want your shaker, 2818, you know, uh, the Boston Shaker. You're going to want your Hawthorne strainer, uh, of course, and you're going to want your one ounce, two ounce jigger and the ability to measure a half ounce as well. And then, of course, we're going to need ice. And that is what we're going to the store for. However, one one more thing I'll say. Okay, so you're like, look, man, I don't want to make the passion fruit juice and deal with all this business, right? (laughs) Fine. Still get your lemon lime. You're, you're going to want to uh, get your you know fresh lemon, fresh lime juice in there. But there's also this stuff called fascinola mm-hmm. syrup, which uh, is a syrup you can use in lieu of some of these other ingredients, namely the passion fruit juice. And it's got more of that nuclear red color that you would recognize if you had a Pat O'Brien's hurricane. So no shame in the fascinola game uh, because if you're just kind of going for ease of use, that's fine. You're not going to make me upset. Hey, I like this list. I'm seeing a lot of fresh ingredients and I know how to make this cocktail. So I know it is booze heavy, but I am, uh, I'm liking all the fresh ingredients there. It makes it, for me, it makes it easier personally. Right. So you just, yeah. you know, squeeze a little of this, blend a little of that. I like it. Makes it, it taste better. Yeah. 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 All right. If it's not fresh, we don't want it. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, I did something, Uncle Brad, and I don't know what it is, but it tastes oh. pretty damn good. <laughs> well, that's the important. Are you ready for it? Yes. I don't even have a name for this. So, Brad, maybe you can think of one as I tell you what's in here, if you don't die of a heart attack first. So, what we're going to do, like the standard hurricane, white rum, dark rum. I would go off of Brad's recommendations. He is the rum king uh, in this category. I I would go so far to say, yeah. So whatever he says is gold and go with that. From there, uh, passion fruit puree works great. I actually, with my sister last year, we made and froze passion fruit, which by the way, I, I don't know if anybody knows this and has the backyard too. If you plant passion fruit, it is the easiest and grows so much. Like it will take over your garden if you don't take care of it. That's how crazy, really? it, swear to God. Like we had huh. to make use of all these passion fruits, otherwise they were going to go bad. So we made this puree and we froze it. So if, you know, if you're thinking about it, I would recommend planting those in your garden if you have room for it. 
But we made this puree and it was like a jalapeno passion fruit puree. And it is so spicy, especially because it's sat, you know, in the freezer for a year. And it's so delicious in this. However, if you don't have that, passion fruit juice works great here that you can buy at the store or you can make your own. But the passion fruit flavor is a key element here. So just make sure you have it in some way, shape or form. And then we're going to need some fresh oranges, some fresh limes. We'll use uh, grenadine, which I do have a uh, foolproof recipe on my website, which is pretty good. And then here's where things get weird. I added uh, coconut milk and green chartreuse. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Green, I did not see that coming. Green chartreuse? Uh-huh. Curveball. Curveball. Yeah. Whoa. I, I know. I wasn't sure. But it's it's not what you think. I, yeah, I'd have to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think. Uh, it makes it a lot more dynamic, I think, and complex, which I think makes this drink a little bit more sophisticated. Okay. I mean... It's really good. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I believe you. Right. I just am floored. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. All right. Well, now that you're okay. still, still breathing, last <laughs> things we're going to need is our jigger, our 10 on 10 shaker, fine mesh and hawthorn strainer, and a hurricane glass, like Brad said, I, if you can believe it or not, as the amount of glassware as I have, which is an enormous pile of glass. Yeah, I've seen that collection. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a big collection. Uh, I don't have a hurricane glass. So I ended up using a nice big wine glass that I filled with ice. So that is a good alternative option. That's what you're going to need for mine. And Brad, I don't have a name for mine. Yeah, I uh, I can't even... I. The chartreuse. So I, I, I don't know. You I know what? I guess French if you're hurricane? listening, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, it, I tell you what. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to take a stab at naming this drink, visit our podcast uh, Instagram page at the Art of Drinking Podcast and uh, leave a comment on the uh, on the recipe and, and let us know what you think the name ought to be. Yeah, because that uh, I still don't know. But damn, does it taste good. I kid you not. This is fantastic. Oh, I mean, I, I definitely, I have to try this. Well, I think that the coconut milk is kind of mellows it out, but also blends the flavors really great together too. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I, right. I've got it together. Okay. <laughs> all right. Should we get into how to make these so I can, I can throw you off guard even more? Yeah, no, let's, let's do it. Uncle Brad, we are going to get into the hurricane, how to make it. This is a, this is a rum heavy one, but I, uh, it's good. I feel like it's not overly boozy for a boozy cocktail, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. That's the beauty of this style. Is this a tiki drink? Some might ask, and it's like, it could be, you've got couple of different rums in a, and it's a strong rum drink. Well, that's what I was going to say. Tiki drinks are always booze, but like more specifically rum heavy, but they're, they're mixed with, you know, all these tropical flavors that make yeah. it not as booze heavy. 
It's not like you're scarfing down a just like a cup of rum. It's, it's balanced no. and but like with really great fresh flavors. So I I think this is a tiki drink, right? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's like when you think of tiki drinks, I guess you could say I think of a hurricane. I don't because mm-hmm. the hurricane was invented in Nolens, right? right? But but then again, like I don't know, maybe maybe not, right? Because maybe the hurricane, you know, like there's tiki drinks that were invented other in other places besides. California, which is where tiki was really invented. Right. Well, and here's the other thing too. That fascinola syrup, that is used in other tiki cocktails. And so there's a connection there. So yeah, you could say the hurricane is a is a tiki drink. But if you don't, that's right. No one's going to be mad at you. I'm going so far to say it's a tiki yeah. drink. Because what makes a tiki drink a tiki drink? Tropical fruit juices and and rums. Now there are tiki drinks that don't use rum, but right. by and large, tiki drinks have rum. Right. Right. So there you go. Boom. Yeah. We just called this a tiki drink. I think it's a tiki drink. However, this really is this is a Mardi Gras staple. I uh, I was doing some research before, and I mean they're the souvenir hurricane glasses. Uh, oh yeah. No, I mean yeah. Pat O'Brien's is that's the that's the spot for for this, and there's a lot of great you know hurricanes made in other places too. Right. Yeah. But my point being, go out, get a hurricane glass. And for Mardi Gras, we challenge you to make the hurricane. So Brad, how do we make this at home? Okay. Yeah. That's, we wanted to get to that part, don't we? Yeah. Here we uh, go. Two ounces of light rum, two ounces of dark rum. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard that right, folks. (laughs) Two ounces of passion fruit juice, which if you want to make your own passion fruit juice, great. More power to you. Passion fruit's not easy to find. Uh, You know, the season starts in February. So right now you can probably find it. And uh, all you need is sugar, water, and about five passion fruits, and you're in business. And just go Google the recipe. It's it's a lot to go through right now, but it's, it's not hard. It's just... I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> it's, we have more, more important things to talk about, okay? <laughs> one ounce of fresh orange juice and a half ounce of fresh lime juice. Mm-hmm. You're going to want a half ounce of grenadine and mm-hmm. grenadine's super easy to make. And I know you got a recipe on your blog, but yeah. there again, just go get some pomegranate juice and some water and some sugar. And a lot of you're people are surprised to know that grenadine isn't cherry. It's Pomegranate. So That's right. Fun facts. And honestly, I'll tell you, making your own it's grenadine, so easy. so easy, and it is so good. Yep. So it's a lot like making simple syrup. Yeah. All right. By the way, so is passion fruit juice, but you got a blender there. And then we talked about a half ounce of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need a half ounce of simple syrup in here too. Or you could skip all that jazz with the passion fruit, the orange juice, and uh, the grenadine and the simple syrup. And just use two ounces of Fasanola syrup. Mm. And then put a half ounce or what I would do, actually, if I was doing Fasanola syrup, as I would do an ounce of lemon juice and an ounce of lime juice. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go Fasanola, two ounces of rum, dark, two ounces of rum, light, two ounces of Fasanola, mm-hmm. one ounce fresh lemon, one ounce fresh lime. I got to try that Fasanola. I've never tried that before. It's not bad. It's it's not. I mean, look, if you're going to make pomegranate juice or pomegranate with pomegranate juice, 
you're putting sugar in the mix and totally. fastenal's got sugar in it. So, totally. right, so anyways. Yeah. yeah. Orja, same thing. You don't even want to go and make out your own orja. Like, just go buy orja. You can't make it better than it tastes. So, <laughs> fastenal is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to put all that stuff in a shaker in mm-hmm. the big side. Yes, we right? are. And then we're going to get our hurricane glass. And, you know, let's chill this bad boy. Let's hopefully this thing's out there chilling. And for me, it's in the snow right now, chilling. And uh, for others, maybe it's in your freezer. Or maybe it's in your fridge. But chill that thing. And then you're going to add ice to the other side of your shaker and you're going to shake up your large drink in your shaker, 2818. And then you're going to take your Hawthorne strainer. That's the one with the spring on it. You're going to put that over the big side and you are going to pour this into your hurricane glass Mm -hmm. over ice. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend filling the glass up halfway with ice, pour the contents in and add more ice um, if you need it. Yeah. Yep. And then you're going to garnish with an orange slice and a cherry. And you know what? If you want to make a cherry taco uh-huh. here, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, hey, it's cherry taco uh, town right here. So yeah. we could we could do cherry tacos. I thought yeah. I knew something familiar was going on. Yeah, there you go. It's taco right. time, baby. Taco time. Is it my turn? It is. Okay, very similar. I mean, I love, I love, even though it's ingredient heavy, seriously, all you have to do is throw all those ingredients in a shaker and then double strain. It's that, there's it not mad science, you know? So for this one, we're going the same route as Brad. I will be honest, I'm using green chartreuse, as we know, it is very booze heavy. We're only using a half ounce of it. I, I am of the opinion that I thought the two ounces was a little aggressive. So I scaled it back a little bit, which, I think is great for those who want to have two. If you just want to go for it and have two, that's totally fine. I would go the two ounces. However, I did an ounce and a half of light rum and an ounce and a half of dark rum. I just wanted to preface, if you want to add two ounces, add it. However, if you want to back it off, feel free to. Yeah, you know, uh, can I... Can please, I say something? please, take okay. the floor. Yeah. Chartreuse, green chartreuse, it's 110 proof, mm-hmm. so... You're adding a heavy hitter mm-hmm. to the drink, yeah. So don't don't worry about uh, losing out on right. on mileage, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. you're still in it, yeah. You're still ready yeah. to play. So that's why I backed off the the rum. But hey, if you still wanted to add those two ounces, go for it. Yeah, two ounces of rum, right? Two ounces of light and dark. So again, so four just, total, four total. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you have an Uber or a DD, or you're staying at home or walking, whatever it may be, because um, this is a heavy. <laughs> This is a heavy. So, okay, we have our rums. We've, we've talked about that. I talked about the half ounce of green chartreuse. We're going to do an ounce of orange juice, an ounce of lime juice. I did three quarters of an ounce of that passion fruit puree, mm-hmm. half ounce of grenadine, and then I did an ounce of coconut milk. I didn't Ooh. add a sweetener. Uh, personal preference, if you wanted a little bit sweeter, I would recommend about a half ounce of just plain simple syrup. I feel like I got a lot of sweetness from the passion fruit and the grenadine. Mm-hmm. But again, if you want to mellow it a little bit with sweetness, please add a half ounce of simple syrup. Obviously make one, see how you like it and modify it from there. But uh, that's that's what you're going to need. Put everything in a cocktail shaker with ice. We're going to shake that bad boy tin to tin. And then we're going to double strain into our chilled glass filled with ice. And then I actually garnished because I had mine in like a beautiful stemmed. I, on the side, just put a really nice lime wheel 
nothing else. It was filled to the brim, had that lime wheel on top. I thought it just looked so elegant. And I would even go so far as adding a little cherry on there too. But uh, you can garnish this how you like it. Lime wheel, orange wheel, cherry taco, whatever it is. But yeah, I think you're going to like this one. I think it's pretty good. But I wouldn't worry too much about, uh, you know, what you're garnishing because this uh, this goes down pretty quick. <laughs> it does. You know what? It's funny. As the ice melts and mellows the drink out, totally. it, it gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. See, it starts It starts out for me, it's like starts out on the tart side and then the ice kind of gets in and it's like, okay, now it's like, yeah. I'm in a spot where I like it. So, yeah. Well, and I will say I use that jalapeno passion fruit puree. It's so good in this. I will, I'll try to, I don't think we even wrote down the recipe. Isn't that awful? Um, I'll try to track it down <laughs> um, because I highly recommend this. It just adds another level of complexity to the drink that it isn't necessary. But you know what you could do yeah. actually, Brad, is you could actually add in, if you just had regular passion fruit puree, you could do mm-hmm. a half ounce of like a jalapeno habanero syrup. Ooh, which could be good. So you get that little extra sweet, but also that kick. Because I feel like the yeah, kick in there. In there. Yeah. 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 All right. I like this. This is this is kind of like a little set of Legos here that you're, uh-huh. you're playing with, you know? Always. Like, yeah, I mean, this definitely this definitely feels tiki because you, know, you got coconut in there. There's a lot. Fruit, my God. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot nice. going on. So, but it's good. I Ooh. like I know it's an investment to go out and buy all these things, but I can I can, I've, t- I've tasted it and it is to my liking. So I have a feeling you would like this as well. Yeah. And hey, listen, if uh, you do go out and buy the Fascinola, I can commit to you. We will, we will do other things with the Fascinola syrup. Mm-hmm. And last comment I'm going to make on this before we get into the history. Okay. I totally want to clarify both of these. Like I want to try this in a clarified punch, <laughs> like just make a bunch of them and clarify them. And I bet you it's just going to be delicious. I know. I want to have like a whole uh, pantry. Just you open up a door and it's just like different bottles with different names of just clarified cocktails. This is going to be one of them. Yeah. All right. So should we get into the history? Yeah, let's get into the history. All right, let's do it. I have my glass. I'm ready to sit back in the passenger seat and Uncle Bradley, you take away the uh, history lesson. I'm interested to hear about this one. Yeah, let's talk about it, huh? Do we have drama? Are there any, uh, you know, are there any creatures? Are there any monks? No creatures, no monks. Surprisingly, monks aren't involved, yeah. Yeah, Unless you want to consider, well, no. Well, hey, I know I added chartreuse to mine, but- uh, Yeah, you got monks rolling around yours, (laughs) chartreuse. Yeah. Okay, uh, somebody's going to be like, what? What's the deal with monks? We'll talk about that someday. Uh, it's such an awesome story. So this drink has been around for over 80 years. Wow. And yeah, yeah it's, it kind of goes back, right? It was like I was saying earlier, it was invented uh, kind of in the era of tiki, although I feel, yeah, you know, I honestly, I feel like tiki did inspire this now and I kind of think about the story in my head. So, all right, so let's get into it. So there's two, there's two stories, right? Okay. There's always, there's always more than always one. Always <laughs> two stories. And I, I believe these two stories are unrelated. And it's just a, it's a case of coincidental naming. The first story is this, right? In 1939, Warner Brothers released a film called Naughty But Nice. And this film, which was set in New York, uh, the hurricane makes an appearance in this film, but it's, it's 
nothing more than just kind of lemonade and six ounces Holy of rum. Six ounces Whoa. of rum. I thought four was a lot. Jeez yeah. Louise. One of the main characters, uh, Professor Hardwick, teaches at Winfield College, and he's kind of a stick in the mud, right? This guy, he doesn't like the new swing music, and he's oh. just kind of a curmudgeon. Yeah, uh, and this guy like really, he really likes uh, lemonade, and that's his preferred beverage when he goes to social gatherings. Huh. Yeah, so he drinks lemonade. One of the characters in the movie discovers that the good professor has an inability to tell the difference between lemonade and uh, a drink called the Hurricane. And so throughout the film. The professor is drinking these hurricanes, thinking they're lemonades, and hilarity ensues. Mm -hmm. Soon after, and apparently this was a popular film, because soon after the film was released, the World's Fair was in New York. Apparently, they were capitalizing here because they said, hey, we're serving up something called the hurricane, which was lemonade and rum. So that's story one. You got the hurricane, 1939. And now let's move on to the second story. Pat O'Brien, and if you've been to Nolans, you know Pat O'Brien's. Um, and if you don't know, go is check. Is it, it Irish? It could be. Okay, <laughs> I mean O'Brien's is yeah, yeah. definitely okay. not Polish. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like Pat Jablonski. Mm. Yeah, it was at Jablonski's down in uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> New Orleans. It was awesome. <laughs> We had a beer and we had a brandy, uh, blackberry brandy called Vershnufka. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's actually a thing. is hitting some Irish notes there. Yeah, mm -hmm. Irish notes. So Pat O'Brien ran a speakeasy called Mr. O'Brien's Club <laughs> Tipperary. Tip Whoa. Tipperary. Tipperary is the name of a county in Ireland. So you bet you little Irish boots. Ooh. Pat was a good lad wow. from the Emerald Isle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was well, not afraid yeah. to have a drink or two and give it to others as well. They never Serve it in are. a paper cup, a to-go <laughs> cup. Walk oh. the streets, lad. Nobody will know you're drinking. Brad, that's scary. You're too good at that. <laughs> that is scary now. All right. Well, listen, Pat had a good thing going. And when Prohibition ended in 1933, Pat O'Brien went legit. And he opened up Pat O'Brien's on the 600 block of St. Peter. And when the business really began to grow, he moved to 718 St. Peter, which is exactly where you will find Pat O'Brien's today. Big flaming fountain. Still and there. Garden and all. Yep. Wow. Still there. Okay. It is. It's kind of an experience. You got to kind of go through and check it out. I mean, it's very touristy, but sure. it's still. Place has been there forever. It's kind of of legend. You got to go. All right. So let's go to the 1940s. Now, in the 1940s, whiskey was kind of hard to come by. Actually, it was damn hard to come by. So let's, let's think about this, right? So Prohibition ends in 1933. Right. And it wasn't until 1935 that whiskey started rolling off the production line, you know, rolling uh -huh. out the distilleries right. and barrels yeah. because, you know, it takes that long to get whiskey going. And so in 1939, World War II breaks out. So now the distilleries go into wartime prohibition where they start producing other things other than alcohol because the war effort demands it. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is, is distilleries are producing high-proof neutral grain spirits, but instead of putting it in a barrel and aging it, they are creating ammunition. They're using high-proof spirits to create ammunition, synthetic rubber, and even penicillin. 
So whiskey being in short supply already is now completely choked out of the supply chain. Once again, Americans are in love with rum, or they're trying to fall in love with rum, I should say, because rum was actually our first beverage right. before whiskey. And right. one day we'll talk about that. Rum's in plentiful supply because it's coming up the river from the Caribbean, mm -hmm. right? Lots of rum in the Caribbean. So alcohol distributors are seeing an opportunity. These distributors are like, oh my gosh, we can move a lot of rum here because people are really jonesing for whiskey. So what we'll say is, you buy 50 cases of rum, mm -hmm. we'll give you a case of whiskey. And it might not even be a case, it might have been a bottle. Mm. Either way, you're getting squeezed Wow, for whiskey. Yeah, you think? Jeez. So now bar owners are sitting on a lot of rum. Now, if you're making tiki drinks, this is great. So Trader Vic, Don the Beachcomber, they're like, no problems here. Yeah. Although Don Beach was, you know, fighting in World War II. And we talked about that, I think, last season. Pat looks at his partner. He says, laddie, boy. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> He's like, oh, we got we to gotta figure something out here with all this rum, right? Mm -hmm. And so they take their crappy tasting rum and start mixing in tropical fruit flavors to try to make it passable. And of course, patrons are like, yeah, you know, they're, they're trying it too. And they land on a particularly good recipe, you know, which we have come to know as the hurricane. About that time, there is another salesman who comes walking through the door and he is selling glassware. And he sells O'Brien these curvy glasses, mm. which are shaped like a hurricane lamp. Mm -hmm. Now the drink is called the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Bam. It's born in Nolens, Crescent City, because somebody wanted to sell a lot of rum and somebody was trying to sell some glasses that nobody else seemed to want to buy that were shaped like a hurricane. Pat O'Brien saw an opportunity. Opportunity came knocking and Pat O'Brien opened the door. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's the story. It's not a long story, but it's kind of an interesting story. But the thing you got to do, Jules, mm -hmm. is when you go to New Orleans is you've got to go to Pat O'Brien's and get yourself a hurricane. Now, they use their own proprietary blend of rum, so it's a secret recipe and, and nobody, yeah, nobody, I don't even think they know the distillery that it's that's made at only people. Whoa. Who are in the know? No, no. So someone's probably gonna do a quick Google search, be like, ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Actually, the it's the Bacardi. Uh, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Honestly, uh, anyways, but from what I understand, it's a secret recipe that they use for their rum, and so you got to get one of these things, mm -hmm. right? And granted, it's pretty syrupy and it's pretty nuclear red. You got to say you had one once, and then go make one kind of on your own with some fresh ingredients, and yeah, you'll you'll be surprised. The one you make is going to be far better than. Probably not. I shouldn't say that. Pat O'Brien's is, it's a great cocktail. I just like to let the ice mellow. I think, Brad, you kind of said it. Like, this is a great cocktail <laughs> for building Legos. I mean, honestly, like you can kind of add or mix or, you know, use these fresh flavors. I mean, it seems yeah. a little foolproof at a Play at with a your rums. Point. Yeah. Go, you yeah. know what? Go grab that plantation pineapple rum. That's a good I, one. I, Almost and I swear, did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I almost did too. I almost went a banana like liqueur with that as well. Oh like I almost God, went. Fun. Yeah, this yeah. is just. I mean, it's just a it's just a tiki canvas. Yeah. So you know, quick note. I mean, Plantation doesn't sponsor <laughs> or anything. No. I just really like their rums. And yeah. So um, yeah, totally. So don't think I'm trying to push a hurricane glass on you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all right, that's it. That's it. You're gonna go to New Orleans. You're gonna get a a, a hurricane. Go get yourself a 
you know, Ramos Gin Fizz, go get yourself a Sazerac. Mm-hmm. You know, heck, while you're down there, you got to get yourself a Milk Punch and probably a Brandy Cresta. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of fun drinks that came out of that that place. So, Brad, we should do a, like a cocktail tour uh, where people can come and meet us and we'll we'll do a, a two-day cocktail tour. Oh, my God, that'd be fun. How cool would that be? If you say, hey, I'm going to New Orleans, let's go and name the date. Uh, preferably not the summer. It gets a little sticky. It's but, hot. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe the shoulder, yeah. you know, the shoulder yeah. side. Yeah, I would go. I yeah. man, I love that town. I really do. Well, and a lot of people drink the Hurricane on uh, Mardi Gras too. And that's like the cocktail to drink down there for that? I mean, I think any drink is a, is a drink to drink down there. But Mardi Gras is certainly... Yeah, people are walking around with those plastic glasses and stuff. I feel like the Hurricane is the better one to drink because, like, really, you're going to walk around with a Ramos and Fizz in your hand or a Sazerac? No, no, that's that a matter? that's a sit down and uh, no. Totally, I think yeah. the Hurricane is just a fun celebratory New Orleans. You're having fun, you're boozing. It's a good one. Gosh, when we were down there uh, when I was in college, uh, we were drinking these things called the hand grenade. Oh and boy, yeah. It, it was serious. <laughs> I have heard of those. I, at the time, I was like, oh my God, this thing is so good. You guys, yeah. you're only like a dollar. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. like, I had one not that long ago. And I was like, oh my oh boy. God. <laughs> this thing is like yeah. a sugar bomb. Dude. Yeah. Built so. different. Built oh, yeah. different. Yeah, totally. Yep. All right. Before we wrap this episode up, I think we should go through some tips. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk tips. Tip it out. I like to call this tipping your bartender just because there's a tip and we're going to give it to you. So what I wanted to kind of go through today, and again, we aren't making rum ourselves. We're not like the, I mean, Brad's pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. I'm I'm just going to try to guide you as best as I can with rum. I will start out by saying rum is like wine. It is a huge, I mean, I feel like all alcohols are are like the wine category where once you start to look into it, there's just so many Mm -hmm. layers and layers and layers and it really can get overwhelming. And I know for a lot of people who are just starting out, who are becoming home bartenders, when you see a recipe and it's like, oh, we're using rum. Well, which type of rum? And so that's what I kind of wanted to go over today. There are three main categories that are the most popular that you'll see in rums, which is white rum, spiced rum, and dark rum. But Brad and I, before we even jumped on to record this podcast, we were talking through it. And it's good to note, some people will know this already, some won't, uh, either way, light rum and white rum usually are the same thing, right, Brad? Yes. Dark rum and aged rum are the same thing, right? Yep, so is golden rum. Golden yep. rum would fall into that dark rum category? It is, because it's aged. But right. here's the thing with golden rum that I will caution okay. you is that oftentimes, I shouldn't say oftentimes, there are times mm-hmm. where golden rum has additional coloring mm. added to it. Okay. Yeah. Aged rum, dark rum, same thing. Now you'll see stuff like it's like extra dark, right? right. Or double aged. Yeah, it's going to get darker. But the darker the rum, the longer it's sat in the barrel. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with you know, how long it cooked or anything like that at all. It's it's just how long it's sat in the barrel. Yeah. So white rum, light rum, silver, all of that stuff hasn't seen a barrel. 
Got it. But once it sees a barrel, it turns into aged rum, dark rum, golden rum. Got it. Here's the thing about, I'll say also, and you hit on this when you said, you know, it's kind of like wine. It is. For one, this is when people are like, well, I don't like gin. It's like, yeah, you know what? You can't just push a whole category aside because you'd be surprised at how different gin tastes and you would be surprised Mm -hmm. at how different light rum tastes. Because depending upon where it's made, Mm -hmm. the kind of still that they used to make it all imparts different flavors. Barbados rum tastes different than Puerto Rican rum. Rum that's made from sugarcane juice Mm -hmm. tastes different than rum that's made from molasses. Right. And so you can really get into some interesting flavors. And so when you see like a light rum and it's called rum agricole, mm-hmm. think of agriculture. It's going to taste grassy. It's going to taste kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. That's rum that's made from cane juice, right. right? You know, if you see a Jamaican rum and Jamaican rums are oftentimes dark, not always, but they're oftentimes dark. That's got this like characteristically funky, funky. Yeah. flavor to it that, Whenever you think of like a dark rum floater, that's like, that's that flavor. That's like a Jamaican dark rum. And gosh, it's just, it's overwhelming at times. But if you add a little bit of that to a cocktail, my God, it's so good. But you wouldn't want to do like a Jamaican rum, like a dark rum. And Coke, it's like, that's too overwhelming. But a nice light rum, a Cuba Libre, if you want to be fancy, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to have a a rum and Coke. Mm -hmm. And spiced rum, same thing. So spiced rum is kind of like, a lot of times it's darker. It's got spices added to it, right? Right, and this this goes right right back to the days of punch and the ships, and they used to add spices into mm-hmm. rum to kind of make it taste better. Mm-hmm. And they'd add fruit juices, and bam, suddenly you got like punch, mm-hmm. right? So spice rum is just they just put the spices right in the rum, and you know that's something that again, more often than not, it's ending up in some form of a tiki drink, right? And you could. Definitely use a spice rum, I guess, if you want to, you know, spice up a little uh, pina colada. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, obviously you can go to Captain Coke's, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, hey, don't knock it. So if you have the opportunity to find a place to go and taste, and that could be for any spirit, gin, mezcal, tequila, rum, go and taste and do a tasting and uh, go to a distillery if you're really interested. I think that's the best way to learn is by tasting it. That's when you yeah. that's when you really it clicks. So totally. And listen, rum is absolutely a sipper. You can you can yeah. have some really great rums out there that are you know, you want to sip it, you don't want to put it in a cocktail. You can if you want. But. It's like a silent little addition to your bar because you you're sad when you don't have it. For the most part, you kind of always have it. You use it for summer, you use it for winter. Kind of it's kind of always yeah. there. It's kind of like the the neglected uh, family member. They're still there, you know. Oh yeah, I've got a whole section dedicated to rum. Yeah, this is this is a conversation that literally could take an hour uh, to talk about the various styles of rum. But you know, I think let's just kind of put a bow in this since we've gone <laughs> for a while. White rum, you got different types of rum, so just be wary. Don't go reaching for the rum agricole until you know how to use it. Uh-huh. Dark rum, aged rum, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Golden rum, make sure it doesn't have any like little colorings added to it. And that's that's really it, right? And you got your spice rum. Yeah. So spice rum again, it's like you know, spice rum great in tiki cocktails. Yeah. But it's it's a unique flavor as well. I'm gonna end the podcast with this. If you ever have any questions 
More so Brad will know the answer than I because I'm learning right along with you. But please send us a message on our Instagram, on the website. We want to help you. We're all in this together. So shoot us your questions and we will make sure to answer them so we can all make great cocktails at home. Mm -hmm. That's the truth, Ruth. And that's where I leave you with the hurricane. Cheers. Cheers. Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Don't worry. We will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jules or Cigars and Vino. That's me also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club, and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.